0: Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Bucks to I'm Sam,
1: and my pronouns are she, her. I'm Alex, and my pronouns are she, her, and we have a guest today. Um, our guest book debuted yesterday oh. when you're listening to this. So can you introduce yourself, your pronouns, and what book you are the author of? Sure. Um,
2: I am Jen Winston. That's my name. My pronouns are (laughs) she, her, and they, them. You can like use them interchangeably. I do not care. Um, And then, well, I I care that you use. (laughs) use Um, (laughs) Yeah, but I don't care which you use. Um, And I just wrote a book called "Greedy: Notes from a Bisexual Who Wants Too Much." Um, And yeah. It's, okay. it's out in the world it's out
1: now I know it is
0: so exciting um I won't lie reading it I had the best time I was like taking notes I was oh, sending quotes so to like to everybody it was <laughs> a you. lot of
1: fun uh, yeah um, I did too I, it was actually like right in the beginning of the book um and you wrote about like a bisexual like the bisexual memes and like you know you're a bisexual when you're like Looking up the IMDb cast of a movie like 20 minutes in or something. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I do that. Like, I took a picture immediately and I sent it to everyone I know. And I'm like, oh, well, look. <laughs> are, like, you, are you bisexual? Yeah, like bi pan. I kind of fluctuate between the links. Yeah. Levels. Okay. I'm yeah. Not, yeah. haven't like, settled on one yet, but <laughs> yes. Ugh, labels are hard but There's I can we can of- get into that as well yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the I title love- of your book and I was like I need this yeah I'm very happy to have the
2: pan discussion it's something I've like thought so much about
1: yeah before. I actually just had a long discussion with our friends yesterday about it because I watched a tiktok and I'm like I don't know yeah
2: that'll a tiktok will throw you for yeah like a loop I had a bit of an identity like-
0: like
2: <laughs> yeah they can they can upend things
0: Um, okay. So Jen, can you give us a short synopsis
2: of your book for our listeners? Sure. Um, my book is, uh, embarrassingly it's a memoir and it is like my own personal history. Um, but it's told through a series of essays. Uh, I recommend that people read the essays in order, which is why I'm, no longer describing it as like an essay collection, Mm -hmm. because then people will just skip around. But it basically uh, chronicles my journey as a bisexual person. um, And it kind of talks about all the different reasons why it was so hard to come out
1: uh, Mm -hmm.
2: as bisexual and why that is so hard for bi people everywhere. Um, And also, it also interplays that story with patriarchy and just like other systems of yeah. oppression and how like kind of using bisexuality as a lens to look at all of those different systems um yeah that's it. And I guess it's funny. You guys said it was funny. So oh, it's maybe it's so funny. funny. I hope so.
0: <laughs> I, there were so many times that I would just like cackle.
1: Oh good. I'm so glad.
0: I was like, oh, this, this is relatable. And so- it yeah,
1: it was funny and relatable. And then there were moments where I was like, Oh my God, I can relate to that so much. But then I was also laughing. So, you know, I felt better about myself and my life. <laughs> good, good.
2: One of my best friends who's in the book, his name is Joey. Uh, he's like my best, he plays my best friend in the book and he yeah. is my best friend. Um, and he he helped me a lot with a bunch of the jokes. So like, chances are, if it's a really funny joke, it probably was like a collaboration that was- Of you and
1: Joey. His, you know what? His Thank support. you, Joey. Yeah. That's, nice. yeah. <laughs> That's nice. it's, it's hard to be like, I'm not funny written down, like over text, if I have to write something, but like, I feel like in person, Mm-mm. okay, I'm not funny ever, but um. <laughs> I mean,
2: it's hard. I'm like, not gonna tell the joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's like an art to it. I feel like, and I, there's a chapter in there about how Joey and I and our other friend Ben kind of like, write each other's texts yes. together like our online dating texts i love that. so it was only right that i had him help me write this book um because it uses a lot of the same skill set so
1: also yeah. that's like but the it, best part of friends i am recently single yeah. i've had my friends uh my three like gay guy best friends i'm like i need you to mm-hmm. just look over everything because i don't know what i'm yeah doing. <laughs> It's it's a, like a team effort, you know. Mm-hmm.
2: And it was I I miss those days so much when we were doing that. Yeah. Um all writing this text together. But um, yes, good luck well, gonna, to you. I'm <laughs> going to tell you
0: don't romanticize it.
2: <laughs> don't romanticize yeah, it. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> parts did <to> that. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm I'm like my partner would kill me if I'm on a podcast saying like I miss the days <laughs> no, 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 but, but I, I, I it. do it's fun. There's yeah. The apps can be, they can be fun. Uh, you know, there's good stuff. They're to, funny. Yeah. There are. We had a, yeah. one of my
1: other gay guy, I feel like I'm only friends with gay men. Um, they, he came Same. down to visit and we were at our friend's house and he, you, they have a smart TV, which I don't cause I'm living in 1995, but he um, connected his phone to the TV and was swiping on Tinder on it. And I was like, oh, oh
2: wait, we we, yeah, we've, we've done that yeah. with, with Ben, who's also in the book. Yes. <laughs> so if anyone listening wants to date my bisexual friend, Ben, he's mm-hmm. accepting applications. I love your friend, Ben.
1: He Aww. A well,
2: he's, I don't mean- Yeah, if if you're open to cis men, he's there.
1: (laughs) Hello, man. He's waiting. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so your pub day already happened technically when this is out, but what are your plans for a pub day? Do you have any? Uh, Yes. So
2: I am going to go do some signings at local stores in New York. I'm like gutted by the fact that I can't go on a book tour because Mm -hmm. like that was a huge part of of my dream, but you know, yeah. whatever. Uh yeah. Yeah, it's a bummer. But um I am really excited to go around New York and like focus that in New York. Um, and then I'm probably gonna read all the bad reviews <laughs> that or any bad <laughs> oh, no. review on Goodreads.
1: No, my really?
2: is like trying. I mean, my partner's trying to get me to like consolidate that because I'm obviously gonna just like sit refreshing everything, yeah. you know, it's I I'm very nervous but um <laughs> my partner's trying to get me to like consolidate that in into like a certain like 1 hour of my week so it's not like my whole week is spent like moping and uh or or celebrating like I need to like rein it in <laughs> yeah. you know so um just trying to keep me grounded we're going upstate uh or we went upstate, I guess, since this (laughs) will be released. Yeah. We went upstate last weekend uh, and just kind of got away. So yes, hopefully it went well.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, you have great reviews so far. So that helps. And anyone who I find reviews to be terrible, I like read them and then I never let them decide if I like the book because so many people write it and they're like, well, I just didn't like it because I did this and I'm not this and da, da, da. I'm like, okay, well then yeah. get out. <laughs>
2: I read the, of all the Yelp reviews that I've ever read, I read like, I think the worst one or like the most useless one. And it was like, I went to the wrong location, one star. And I was like, <laughs> this is not fair. That is not that, that place. Absolutely bald, not yeah. fair. No. Yeah.
1: Some people have to learn you can read or do something and not like have to, like, especially books. I feel like if you, especially a memoir, if you don't relate to it, that might be a you problem and Mm -hmm. you did not necessarily rate it. Maybe just don't rate it at all.
2: Yeah. Or just like, I mean, if I, I, I'm in this first time author slack and I've, I've learned a lot about like how everyone's just trying to balance that, like staying glued to the phone or not doom scrolling and our is it called doom scrolling if it's like yes. only about yourself i guess yes. <laughs> yeah we're gonna count that's out. even more okay. doom to
1: me it's yeah. very personal doom <laughs> yeah but, Do just, oh sorry sam oh no sorry
0: i just i feel like i am so sensitive that it would just i like listening to you say like oh i'm gonna read like the worst I would, I would have to make it to where I could only read the best. And so I'd like hide every other, like four and under and be like only five stars. I
2: might, oh I my- might end up doing that. We'll yeah. see like how yeah. it fares. I, a good friend of mine just had a New York times bestseller. She is amazing. Her name's uh, Chen Julie Wong and she wrote beautiful country. You've probably seen yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we met in this first time or via this first time author group. Um, and Uh, she only reads the five-star reviews. And so she
1: probably knows what what the right thing to do is. So yeah. I feel like it's hard. A lot of authors say like they never read reviews, but I know myself and I like know if it's out there, I will seek information even if it would hurt me. (laughs) (laughs) Totally.
0: That's the problem with me is I would only seek it out when I was already low and like no, baby, don't mm-hmm. do
1: that. Not let it ruin my life.
2: Yeah, you don't deserve that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, <laughs> um, well, so speaking, uh, we'll see.
0: <laughs> speaking of, what led you to write this book in particular?
2: Um. Well, so I had written five pro- book proposals prior to this one, like a uh, book proposal being like an 80-page document with like a full outline, I'm sure you're aware, but like a yeah. full outline – chapter breakdowns, two sample chapters, like massive documents. Work. It really is. <laughs> but I'm really glad that none of those sold because they were not the right books mm-hmm. for me to be writing. Um, and I, I sort of realized that most of those book proposals, they were all kind of about like sex stories with men. Cause I've always loved, like I've always taken writing workshops and loved writing about that. Uh, and I used to like, tell people I was, a, when I first moved to New York, I was like, I'm a sex writer. Cause I was like trying to manifest my dream career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had like one essay I published on Marie Claire. And I was like, I'm a sex writer now. <laughs> and, <I'm doing> it. <laughs> um, yes. but you know, dress for the job you want. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I, yeah. So I, lost my train of thought what was I saying right before that um <laughs> um ooh, oh so I remember, sorry yeah. I, now I remember <laughs> so all of these essays um also someone sorry just as I was saying that someone who is in one of the essays just called me oh and that is a lot because we that. don't talk
1: you're manifesting <laughs> oh, no. So oh no oh no oh
2: I fear they read their essay. <laughs> okay. Because uh, the books are. are walk out and now. Delete. So, I mean, most of the people, I, I changed their name. So and I'm not going to give you any like pronouns or context to who they are. Right, were. right, um, right. But whew, I, I was not, this is a part of the book process I was That's not scary. prepared for. So you are like frontline. Why? Uh, yeah. This is the um, real behind the scenes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh my God. I just, I'm, Uh, At the end of the podcast, I'll I'll read my text and we'll see what the person said. Um, But yeah, so most, I realized that most of my proposals ended with uh, me coming out as bi and it was sort of like this like reveal, like, oh, like this is, it's sort of like a solve for like these issues with men uh, Mm -hmm. in a way, even though it's not. (laughs) Um, But I... I was like realizing that was like a common thread as my story that I was using as a resolution. But after I came out, I was really mapping that identity back onto all experiences that I'd had and throughout my life. Um, and it's, it's been really interesting. A lot of people from my past have been like, oh, the first time we met, you told me you wanted to write a book. I'm, I'm so happy for you. Like you finally did it. Um, and the same thing has been happening with bisexuality. Like all these people are like, oh yeah, you told me you were bi, like at that work drinks that one time. And I'm like, what I did, like, (laughs) I I have all these, these, like, there are like two truths about me. One being that I'm bisexual and one being that I'm a writer and those things have been true all along, but I like, wasn't really willing to embrace them. So yeah. Yeah. So that's why I wrote this book. Yeah. Yes exactly exactly both I, at the same time the yeah. perfect bisexual solve you
0: manifested it you mm-hmm. really did and honestly like listening to you it like it resonates so much to me because I feel like sometimes we as people like we hold two things in our hand and like we don't let them merge all the time like we just hold them in our hands and we say like I'm a writer oh I'm so- <laughs> I'm a writer. <laughs> I'm bisexual, but like those things can come together and those things can be merged together and they can help people. Like your book, I feel like it's going to be so just like it'll be such a good thing. I mean, for a lot of the people that have read it already that have that we've talked to, they just keep saying, like how it was just kind of healing for them to like read it and be like oh my god yeah Uh, that's amazing to hear
1: yeah i will agree that i wrote down like notes after i read it because i think it was in and i'm obviously not gonna say it how you said it so nicely in the book but it's like the second to last um section where you like made a comment about how it was scary to start dating women because it was easier to date men when it's like what you've you've known and you're used to it and you know what to expect. And like starting to date like queer people or non-cis men was hard and scary and challenging. And that's how I felt like all the time. And I was like, wow, like I can relate to this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think
2: that I like learned a lot about myself while writing this because I had to be like who is Jen, the protagonist, and, like, what is her <laughs> yeah. journey, and, like, why why was it so hard for me to date men and – or to stop dating men? Um, and I, I really realized that it's, like, when I went to – when I went to straight spaces, I was, like, I'm queer. Like, I'm better than this space. Yeah. <laughs> and then when I went to queer spaces, I was, like, I don't belong here. Yep. I, like, mm-hmm. am not welcome here. And so it was really, like – it seems like such a small thing, but it just got so in my head. And uh, an early editor who helped me uh, with my pages, like before I even sent it to my publisher editor, um, was talking me through like how my conflict was going to manifest. And she called my conflict very cerebral. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that sounds like so boring. Um, (laughs) But I was like, that sounds like I'm going to have to write a lot of overthinking type things. But really, that's what it is. And so I kind of sat with that and I was like, that's actually what I've done. My whole life is just like overthink about like whether or not I belong. And then like social justice really like complicated things for me from that perspective, because it just made me want to take up even less space. And then I was Mm -hmm. like, there's even less of a reason for me to uh, like talk about this. Um, Mm -hmm. But then like, I just felt compelled to come out and After I came out, I realized the importance of, of coming out. Yeah.
1: It's a constant struggle. I feel like, especially when you are bisexual or, and like in that more like fluid space, because I just had this conversation, like when I start dating again, like it is, it is very easy to date cis men. Like it is not like, I don't like second guess myself. And we just had that experience too. We went... Sam and I were in Jersey and we went to a gay bar and someone like this very nice lesbian came up to us and she was like, well, you're all straight. Right. And I'm like, God damn it. Like, (laughs) no. what? What? Yeah, because, you know, we wow. all, we were all very femme, like all of us who were there. And I was like, this always, you know, it always happens because if you. Yeah. And so then I'm like. Oh. Are you like we run a
2: podcast called The Books to yeah. Guys? <laughs> <laughs> we're
1: really gay. <laughs> yeah. Like- um,
0: do not worry. I got really drunk and I was like, listen. Listen, we have a podcast.
1: So we are yeah, may- good, oh, good. Listen, I yeah. drunk it. So, so many issues <laughs> with that. But um okay, to backtrack yeah. a little, um you created a meme account or like like a social justicey meme account like post election. What started that for you and how do you get like all of those great ideas to make memes and make them so relatable? Oh God. Well, I've kind of stopped <laughs> making memes because it's really hard
2: and like the internet is just like unforgiving. And it's just like Show. it, it the, the most liberating part of writing a book was like working on something that's like substantial. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's also the most terrifying because it's like, oh, I can't edit this post if it's or take it down if it's wrong. Yeah. Um, right. but like or and you know, even that is like a reflection of my privilege. If there are things I overlooked, which I'm sure there are, um, I'm sure there are plenty. Um, but it, it just felt really good to work on something that was not like in Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like the square ready app on my phone or like whatever I was using to like optimize for mobile formats. Like it just really felt good to, to work on something that was so big picture. Like it stretched my brain in a way I hadn't, that it had never been stretched before. Um, And yeah, so I started my account uh, right after the 2016 election. And like my sort of purpose for that was to keep myself mad and to keep myself uh, accountable for uh, like, showing up for various social justice causes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I knew nothing about social justice <laughs> at the time. I just liked memes. Like I worked yeah, at that yeah. when that happened. Oh, okay. um, Yeah. And so I was like, I know about memes. Like I know about content. Let me like use the only thing I know and try to like fight this. Um, Cause you know, everyone was like made a dramatic lifestyle change, I'm sure. Yeah. Hopefully. And so um Yeah. So it it kind of like took off at the first women's March because I was there taking photos of funny signs, which Mm -hmm. was like a novel concept at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I beat fuck Jerry to the punch. And I think I think they like regrammed me or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was like, my account hit like 10,000 followers at that time. And so I hadn't running it that long, but I was like, wow, that happened fast. Yeah. Um, And then I was like in this position where I had a large following, but I had no idea what I was doing. And a lot of followers were like noting that I'd like left out a group or like, or that something I'd posted had like, uh, was not like, constructive for, like, certain groups of people, Mm -hmm. and, I mean, like, most overtly, like, I was posting a lot of things, and people were like, hey, this is pretty racist, you should take it down, or, like, this is racist for these reasons, Um, and I, like, would take it down, because I didn't know that it was racist. I'm white, also, I realize this is a podcast, Um, but, (laughs) uh, yeah, if you can't tell by my ignorance, I'm white, (laughs) and, um, and uh, so I would, I would do this kind of unlearning in public uh, right. is what one of my friends called it. And um, it was, I mean, it was really helpful for me to grow uh, like as a person, but then I, I people were telling me it was helpful for them uh, to like kind of destigmatize yeah. the idea of like, you have to know everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for a while, I like, I had sort of a lane, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it, it just Ultimately, it's just too hard to make content for the internet every day, like for yeah. anyone. And it, it took me a long time to like forgive myself for wanting to post about my life on my Instagram. But yeah. I, I'm now at that point, And part of the reason I started just like showing my face on my Instagram is because people would DM me and they'd be like, hey, could your team cover this event? Like we're and I'm like, hey, it's, it's me. me. I have a full-time <laughs> job. Like I this is not what I do it's- for a living. I don't make any money from the Instagram. Like yeah. it yeah, and I'm trying to, I wanna I wanted to write a book. Like I was working on book proposals mm-hmm. on the side. Yeah. Um so it, it I mean, I knew I wanted to write about some of the stuff that I had learned, but I also had to think really hard about like what is how am I going to do that in a way that's not, uh, like, cause the way I talk about anything like that is like with a lens of privilege, um, mm-hmm. from pretty much every, like every vantage point. Right. Um, right. and I, I think that bisexuality, like the more I learned about it as uh, a political ideology and, and really like an identity rather than a behavior. Like the more I was able to make that mm-hmm. distinction, um, which I credit like entirely to the work of Shiri Eisner, um, who I, whose book I plugged in my book and who I yep. plug excessively, um, but highly recommend their book. It's called by notes for a bisexual revolution.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I'm glad that I you know it. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's such, such a great book, but yeah, um, That really helped me realize that bisexuality could be a lens to look at all these, like, everything I had learned. And it, like, Shiri talks a lot about how bisexuality is about challenging binaries of all kinds. And, like, when I read that, I was like, oh, my God, like, being bisexual is, like, cool. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I had never felt that way before, ever. So I was so happy finally to be bisexual. And then I was like, "Wait, this all makes oh, sense." Oh, hi! I the- knew my dog would say hello. <laughs> hi, Astro. Oh wow,
1: he's like so happy. Something to say. <laughs> hi, baby. Hi, That's baby. right. He's
0: like, let me tell you about that bisexuality. <laughs> yeah, he uh, yes, as a
2: bisexual himself here oh he, <laughs> he touched the mic
1: there this is a, dr- a dryer ball he that he me. brought us oh, <laughs> oh, time. oh that is yeah. so cute oh he's having um, a great okay. time
0: i think it's so important like what you just said especially for us all because all three of us are are white people is like being able to, like, sit and understand that, like, you didn't get it right or that maybe, like, you did something wrong, but, like, doing it graciously. And I think that's so important. And, like, hearing you talk, like, I'm just, like, really impressed because we're on a section, like, a small section of Instagram, but a lot of times we don't see that. Like, you see a lot of privilege and then um, just – yes defensiveness of that privilege and I think it's important for us to always realize like like (laughs) that's Mm -hmm. not the case at all in any way and it's just it's really it's really nice to hear you say that like because I think that's something we need to hear often all the time like hey
1: you know Do you think that like Mm -hmm. having to unlearn and be so open on your Instagram account back in the day helped with like the vulnerability in writing and like discussing that in the book? Because that played a large role in like a lot of your essays about how like social justice contributed to this and acknowledging like privilege with this. Yeah, I
2: mean, I wrote so many versions of the like first chapter <laughs> yeah, um, or like the first few chapters, like I had like a 25 page FAQ uh, mm-hmm. that had like a really long paragraph about how like bisexuality and intersex justice are really entwined, mm-hmm. um, which is another thing I learned from Cherry Eisner and is another thing I could talk at length about. Um, but like I had all these different things and that early editor that I was talking about was kind of like you have all this stuff in the, in the upfront, but you're undermining your story. Like yeah. <laughs> you're undermining everything. Like basically my first draft of the chapter was like, this book does not matter at all because it's by a white cis able-bodied person. And like, it is not relevant. Please don't read it. And she was like, <laughs> okay, like maybe change that. Maybe um, credit. Yeah. Because people want to hear like, and, it, and it, I have had a lot of it's it's really like challenging because for a while I think I was like on the anti-racism internet which is like not something that I am qualified to be doing yeah by any means. I just like really it was learning so much and I wanted to share it with people and that meant a lot to me yeah um, and like I it, it it got to be like it's it's definitely like how I think a lot of my followers uh like found my Instagram account and like uh I've, I've been losing followers as I post selfies, but I've, I, a friend of mine is like kind of helping me navigate that. And she's like, you want your followers to like you. And I was like, oh, I guess that's makes sense. (laughs) Maybe they should like you. And I, I think that the more, the more we can all like accept that we didn't like come out of the womb, knowing, knowing everything, everything. I think that's the second come out of the womb joke I've made. Maybe not. It's, it's been a long day I'm happy here yeah um but yeah the that we didn't just like emerge on yeah. this planet knowing everything um about like anti-racism then the more we can actually like blame the systems right like the schools but that didn't did teach way. us mm-hmm. or that like my schools that had like white kids in headdresses at like yeah, yeah. As the like Native American kids and it's just there there's like the injustice is so so systemic and so yes. yes yeah I think I think the more we can stop the more the more we can hold our own people accountable yeah which that's another thing so actually speaking of the buy and pan label um I feel one of the reasons I wanted to write this book is because uh, I was really happy to learn that bisexuality is a gender inclusive Mm -hmm. sexuality like that was not something that i knew uh and it was one of the reasons that i like put off coming out for so long because i was like people are gonna think i'm reinforcing the gender binary and like that's Mm -hmm. the last thing i want to do uh especially because i'm attracted to non-binary people and i don't want to make people i'm attracted to Mm -hmm. not like me right (laughs) um and so it was yeah uh, like it, that, that was really difficult for me at first. And so I wanted to write this book to like clarify that bisexuality is not binary. Yeah. Um, in right. fact, it's like the opposite of that. So I, I, yeah, I, Shiri again, um, talks a lot about reclaim, like identifying as both bisexual and pan, but using bisexual in an effort to reclaim the term. And that's yeah. like how I, I see love it as that. well.
1: I like that too. Yeah. It's such a, I feel like it's why I can never, because I feel like at their core, you're saying like the same thing, mm-hmm. but there is like that long history of like this misconception about bisexuality and like having to correct that. So I think the more people that see how different bisexuality can look person to person, it's really important, like politically for like other people have representation. Mm-hmm. So that's where, like, I, I'm i always like vacillating <laughs> I'm really, it's hard for me to commit, you know?
2: Well, great. I mean, yeah. Um, sorry, my do- I think the dog wants to go out, but I'm trying to just make him not. Mine's go. crying
1: outside the door. So I get it. <laughs> oh, great. Uh,
2: perfect. Um, but yeah, I i totally hear you. And like for the first, I think like the first year that I was out, I like was like buy slash pan. Um And then I I read all these, like, bi theorists, a lot of whom were Mm genderqueer or non-binary or in some capacity, like, not man or woman um, who had really spoken about bisexuality being beyond the binary. And I was so relieved because, like, that had always been the word that hit right with me. And, like, Mm -hmm. uh, I think pansexual, like, definitely hits right for people. But I just couldn't, like... I, I just didn't feel it like in yeah. my gut, like it never felt right. And so I was so happy that I didn't have to change the word that like, like that this word I mm-hmm. so intrinsically felt wasn't actually like yes. evil. <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of things. There are a lot of relics, even pansexuality actually. I, there's, a, I read this long article uh, the other day because I just wrote like an op-ed about this, um, but uh, about bisexuality and pansexuality and uh even pansexuality kind of arose from a transphobic idea that by bi- that bisexuality in a binary sense excluded trans women and trans men mm-hmm. which to even have that idea is transphobic because it implies that like trans women aren't women aren't men, and mm-hmm. women aren't men. so uh i mean both of these identities have like really problematic past. And so I want to like, it it upsets me so much when someone who is, who's like, I'm bisexual. And I'm like, great. Like we're peers. Like this is awesome. And then they're like, I like guys and girls. Like I just like both. And I'm like, no, no, no. That's that's setting all of us back.
1: Yeah. That's the common, like, I feel like the common, like heteronormative view of bisexuality too. And so it's like Mm -hmm. one of those annoying Mm -hmm. things when you're not just like, a lesbian or gay or straight and you have to explain your sexuality to be like, no, it includes this, 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 it includes everybody. And here's the exact definition. And and I'm like, sometimes, you know, it's exhausting to explain, but then it's important because, Uh you know, I also grew up thinking like, okay, well, first of all, I grew up thinking a lot of wrong things about being bisexual because there was only two options. You were gay or straight when I was young um but yeah for I mean probably until I came out very late so up until then when I did my own research I also thought like you're bisexual you like men and women and it was just like two and then someone was like oh well there's pansexuality that's just like gen like any gender and I'm like okay well mm-hmm. great let me pick that one and then you know you yeah. look all these other things and I'm like oh
2: Labels are. Hot. Yeah, I mean, I know it's. I I feel like now I'm at the point where I can just call myself queer. Actually, like yeah, same. Yes. I, I like bisexual as a lens. Yeah, like, I almost like it more as a like political ideology mm-hmm. than I like it as uh, a term for my sexuality. Cause, yeah. Like, Right. At this point, my partner's always like, you're a Brindley sexual. Cause (laughs) you're the only person I even like see. Yeah. And I like them. Um, but, uh, (laughs) yeah, they're right. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I, for a long time, like queer wouldn't have been enough for me Yeah, because it didn't feel like something I could own. Like, I felt like you've got to like, I don't have enough tattoos to be queer.
1: Like you I have
2: one that's <laughs> terrible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. Uh, I really, I resonate with that a lot. Um, okay. Just cause we were talking about the book. I'm curious, do you have a favorite section or essay of your book? And then was there anything that you cut out or like wanted to talk about that you didn't talk about? Sorry to like piggyback both those questions off of you. No, that, those
2: are great questions. I'm super happy you asked the second one. <clears throat> um, so because the majority of my like sexual experiences have been with men and mm-hmm. cis men at that, um, that's like, I, I just have a lot to say about that. And that mm-hmm. I've thought a lot about how if I, I think if I was in a relationship with a man right now, that I don't think I would have gotten this book deal and I don't think people would care. Like, I don't think people would see me as a legitimate bisexual person in Uh the same way. And I think that's really, that really sucks because it's
1: not,
2: it's, it's not fair. Um, And like, it it speaks to the biphobia in general, but my favorite, that's why My favorite essay in the book is The Men Who Ghost Me, um, (laughs) because it's a very short essay. It's just about a bunch of, like, terrible dates. Uh, It was super – I had the idea to write it, like, in the last, like, week before I was going to submit my manuscript, uh, when I was, like, going, like – out of my mind in a cabin in vermont like finishing this yeah. book i oh yeah i forgot i put that in the book because mm-hmm. i because i'm that kind of writer yeah. but um. <laughs> I uh, yeah I I was just literally out of my mind like I was like reading essays out loud in a British accent like I was there alone it was really it was very The Shining unhinged, maybe
1: unhinged yeah
2: yeah <laughs> um with, with The Shining with me playing every character
1: yeah, um that, Jenna whatever the rest of that was maybe, yeah um, yeah doll boy doll boy
2: <laughs> yes um it's true it's true but um yeah so I. I kind of i was i was reading um a, a history of my brief body um uh, by uh why can't i remember their name um what? billy ray cyrus Cy- no <laughs> <laughs> uh belcourt billy ray belcourt um who was also quoted in the book because i was reading their book at like yeah, at time. the right time um and truly an, an amazing book but Uh, I was really struck by the way that they talk about sex. And um, I decided, I was like, I need to write something about ghosting. Like, I feel like it's in there, but it's like not in there. And I was like, I want to write it in this sort of like weird style. And I was just going, I was on one. And so (laughs) I read all my text messages like I went back and and found text messages with all the guys, um, and I read them from top to bottom, and it was just a a wild trip. <laughs> so <laughs> then I wrote that essay, and I I feel like so much of my twenties was just that state, like getting yeah. ghosted, not sure why, getting ghosted, not sure why. And I mean, it was a lot of it was like me choosing bad people intentionally because I wanted to be like I wanted to explore my queerness and yeah. like I, I didn't actually want a relationship even though that's what I thought I wanted and it right. was just a, a lot of that um but yeah okay now that now the dogs are fighting so if you hear a <laughs> growl that's what it is um um so that's my favorite essay and I also like saying it is my favorite essay because like no one else would think of that as my favorite essay right, because right, it's right. like the most heteronormative one yeah so But I'm partial to it. Um, And then the best essay that got cut, and it got cut for a very good reason, speaking of like unlearning and like recognizing when things are problematic. So, um, I wrote, I I don't want to go too into the detail about what this essay was about, um, because- like, that's kind of why it was removed um mm-hmm. but ultimately it was about like someone uh who asked me to do something in bed that i uh wasn't i was like wrestling with the idea of like whether doing it was more was less problematic or not doing it was less problematic mm-hmm. um and uh, it was kind of about like submission and like what it means to like give people their agency uh, and like what it means to let other people own their own trauma and their own experience. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it it really could go, I, I had multiple readers read it and uh, one reader who was my friend, uh, I'll, I'll just say that the great. Now the dog has a squeaky toy. Um, I'll just say the essay was about like, a like sexual experience with a black man. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had one of my friends read it who was, is a black woman. And, um, she said like that the essay was great. Like, she was like, you killed this essay. Like it was so good. She was, she was, she understood what I was trying to say with it. Um, But then we had another reader read it. And that reader pointed out a lot of, like I wrote the essay a long time ago, I should say. I like Mm -hmm. edit it for now. Yeah. Um, But that reader pointed out a lot of like latent racism in the essay. And I was like, oh my God, that's so disgusting. Like through seeing it through that lens, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe my friend didn't see this. I can't believe I didn't see this. And then I like sat with it and I was like, ew, like yes. this, it was, it was really, uh, I mean, it was a really intense moment for me. Cause that was, that was definitely my favorite essay. And then I was like, wait, this is like, you have a lot more work to do. Like, so I, I, yeah, that was an essay that didn't make the cut and for very good reason. And I learned a ton from it and yeah. I'm still learning.
1: It's an ongoing process. I think that's like the benefit to like, not necessarily that these readers were sensitivity readers, but the benefit to having like one was. Yeah. yeah. So cause, cause that we might not always see something again because of our privilege, because of like, right, right. Might, uh-huh. because of being like whatever we are, and then having groups of different groups of people with those experiences, read it, then they can be like, Hey, listen, like,
2: but also, yeah. Sorry to cut you off, but uh, also I think it was so important to have someone who was impartial
1: do it, yeah, um, right.
2: especially because that's like not how content ever comes to us anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you never see something unlike unfiltered. Yeah, like it's always packaged with the person who yep. sent it. And so this person didn't know me, and they were like, they just all they knew was that I was white. because yeah. um, yeah. the essay talks about it, and. Um yeah it was like really that was a sensitivity reader and I I requested sensitivity readers for several chapters um yeah. even though we were on like a super tight timeline cuz I was like that's awesome though I don't know but I mean yeah that, I think that more people should do that um cuz it was a great learning experience <laughs> across several essays yeah. I learned so much about just like there was one essay another essay about Cuba um that I wrote about like several trips to Cuba And, um, like my early editor was like, this essay is my favorite essay in the book. And then the, the person was like, I I knew it wasn't quite right. Like I knew that I wasn't nailing it. Um, and again, it was a previous essay that I was trying to like update, which might've been part of the problem. Um, but then the sensitivity reader was like, like pointed out all of this, just like colonizer mindset that I had in writing yep. about like a travel writing piece.
1: And I was like, gross. Right. <laughs> like, I would get, yeah. you know, yeah. It was, wouldn't realize. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. Well that, I mean, that's a great learning experience though, even as a totally, I like author. encourage anybody yep. to do that even
2: like on pieces for workshops or whatever, yeah. like, it was really, inf- I learned a lot, like, yeah. from having someone engage with, like, what I, like, the art that I created, quote, unquote, mm-hmm. it, I learned a lot,
0: um, okay, well, we don't want to take all of your time, oh, sorry, um, I'm, I'm the one,
1: yammering. you're fine, oh my <laughs>
0: gosh, no, you don't know how great this is going to be for
1: our listeners, like, they're mm-hmm. going, going to be such a good one, I do I love your add- listeners, a specific question for our listeners. I don't know what question you were going to ask, Sam. Okay, go, go. I, so we have a lot of listeners who are bisexual and in straight assuming relationships. So they're dating men or um, at any point, everyone is going to assume they're straight and maybe they're learning to accept their bisexual or have trouble telling other people in their lives, but they'll like message us and be like, Hey, listen, like I listened to your, your your episodes yeah. because I am bisexual, but nobody knows, or I've only told my husband. So do you have any advice for bisexual people in straight assuming relationships, like how to accept themselves and yes. like feel pride and okay. Yeah.
2: Oh, okay. yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm really glad you asked that question because I recently, I also run a newsletter called the bi-monthly, Uh, yes i subscribe Um, (laughs) oh yay thanks (laughs) so you get the pun i don't have to spell it out but um (laughs) uh, but i will um (laughs) but i recently did an issue about that um because i was i was chatting with one of my friends about it and i posted a question sticker um like asking if people had any experiences and like if their experience had affected them coming out and i got like thousands of responses, like uh-huh. so many more than I normally get. It was like an onslaught. And I was like, wow, this is really a big issue that yeah. nobody is talking about. And uh these people do not feel seen. Like I I mean I I can imagine like I did not feel seen when I was mm-hmm. dating men. And like I said, I don't think I would have gotten this book deal right because I think there's so much stigma. And um I I've started to joke recently that I think bisexual people are a lot like are are very similar to the way that the internet portrays vegans um, <laughs> because we just like to talk about our sexuality all the time yeah. and we don't care like we'll be the first person to drop it in. You know, I'm bi- I'm bisexual. Yeah, no one. I'm a vegan. Nothing. I, <laughs> yeah. I'm bisexual, and like literally, that's me. Like it's all I talk about on the internet. Yeah, it's getting it's getting. I need to. <laughs> I need to, but there's nothing else going on in my life, no, so I'm important like important brand so or book, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I think I hear from I like. There's also a lot of BI people who take on leadership roles in like LGBTQ organizations, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and I think that might be one of the reasons is like wanting to stay involved in the community and like yes. wanting to you know be seen. Um, but it's just. I, I just, my advice is that it's not really advice, but it's just like you're bisexual. Like it's just yeah. an affirmation that you're bisexual and it doesn't matter if you're non-monogamous or not. It doesn't matter if you are, it doesn't matter who you're dating. Like it's, it's especially true if you haven't come out and you aren't, you're putting off coming out because you don't want to necessarily like act on your bisexuality, right. like quote unquote. But yeah, it's it's especially relevant if that's hindering you right. coming out because it, coming out is is separate coming out as bisexual is separate to monogamy or right? separate to non-monogamy and that's like a huge misconception. But also coming out as bisexual and then like agreeing on a
1: non-monogamous arrangement can be like an incredibly beautiful partnership mm-hmm. so yeah. we know people like that too i think it's i think it's hard to for a lot of people who are dating cis men because if they've been married i mean i can't count them people who have told me like oh well i've been married for 10 years like i'm not going to divorce my husband right. so why do i need like yeah do i need to say this so i'm like if it's important to you then yes like yeah that's the that's the advice is like if it's important to you
2: say it. And I mean, something that I I touched on this in like a footnote in my book, but like the whole notion of coming out is like a very Western idea. That's like, you know, Mm -hmm. I of course wrote it like an entire personal memoir about coming out, which is like the most individualistic thing (laughs) possible. But so I'm not like not upsetting that, that (laughs) stigma at all. But, um, really it made me feel so much better to come out and i i had no idea that that would happen because i thought it was my bisexuality was not a big deal i thought everyone was bi and i think that's another harmful myth that uh that everyone's bi because that makes you think your experience isn't important right um or or valid Mm -hmm. uh and um yeah, it just I wanted to share that like liberation and like what coming out really unlocked for me with people. Yeah. Well, and I think listen, like so I identify
0: as a lesbian
1: and Sweet. whenever I
0: first <laughs> when I first came out, um there's a lot of biphobia in the queer community as well. Yeah. Like very much so. And I remember um, just getting a lot of that and that backlash of that, of, like, hearing that, and um, how how has that been for you, like, as you're, I mean, just listening and having a book where you are proudly bisexual, like, with the queer community, have you had any negative experiences there? I mean... Um- Cause we'll burn their house down.
2: I think that, yeah, thank you for saying that. Um, <laughs> I, I will keep your number on speed dial for when I need that. Gotcha. Down. Um, the book, but, call us there. Yeah, the book <laughs> yeah, Expect a, a fiery DM. Um, <laughs> but I, I, again, I think that if I was dating a cis man, that, yeah. that people would be mad. Yeah. But I think because yeah. I'm not and because I'm dating a trans non-binary person who right. exclusively uses they, them pronouns, like everyone is like, oh, yeah, oh, this is to... valid. yeah. And I, I think that that, I really think that that sucks. So I, that's why I'm trying to draw attention to it. Um, my p- partner, like jokingly, will like make points about that sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But I've, um, I have been also fascinated to learn how much biphobia there truly is within the The queer community the lesbian community yeah i I mean the lesbian community specifically
1: a lesbian by other lesbians and i'm like i know i was dating a woman but like i'm not neither one of us are lesbians and yeah interesting you you have to like fight that every time like someone will be like oh like there are a few people that I know that'll be like, oh, are you, got, are the lesbians coming? And I'm like, okay, do I choose this moment to be like, I'm not a lesbian. I'm this <laughs> yeah, or Yeah, of course. It it's go. like, Yeah. They're like, this is a Starbucks. Like, right, like are you I'm, telling me? I could let it go, but then it's-, yeah. it's- but then if you're also, like, on the flip side, then if I'm dating a guy or a cis man or anyone who appears to be a man, like, people are going to like, oh, you're just straight. And I'm like, why yeah, don't – Yeah, it's why, easier
2: for everyone to
1: – Why accept. are we all assuming one or the other? No one's ever assuming correctly. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's true. And I think that's true for so many people. I do it too. Like, yeah. I have a really hard time, like – uh right as i was writing in the beginning of writing this book uh i was watching i may destroy you i think that was like when it came out Hmm. um the like such a great show but um I remember like, I was like, oh, this character is straight now. And then I was like, no, Jen, that's not how it works. Like, you know, that's not how it works. It's
1: true. All that internalized fun stuff we battled. Yeah, totally.
2: And I, I get, I do get where specifically the lesbian community is coming from with a lot of that gatekeeping, because it's like, there have been like, the lesbian community has fought so hard to be lesbians yeah openly and proudly and like i am so grateful to all the lesbians who have done that Mm -hmm. but it it it's really it it's this thing that happens when people make a little bit of pro when groups of people make a little bit of progress like Mm -hmm. i I think one of the essays talks about uh homonormativity
1: yeah um
2: which is a term that i love um and just the idea of like, once you, when you're, you're fighting for gay marriage, for example, like, uh, is that just assimilation or is it like, is it fighting for equality or is it just assimilation? And, um, yeah. And then when we're not like, when we're not welcoming, like all queer people Mm -hmm. or like bisexual people, then we're just as bad as the, you know, things that we're trying to avoid and trying to get away from.
1: I know there's so much nuance too, because it's like there's mm-hmm. a privilege to passing. There's like, but mm-hmm. then also like the shitty part of passing, where like you have to fight really hard to be seen, is uh, there's yeah, a answer basically. <laughs> and the
2: feminine visibility component that you experience, yeah, at that bar,
1: right? It makes it safer for me to travel in public, but then in queer spaces, I'm like, hey, like still, still here, yeah, still gay,
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I just like, I hate it. Like listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> you talk. I'm just like, Oh, I get mad about it. Um, which, you know, here we are. Okay. So-
2: well, thank you for using, <laughs> for using this podcast as like a space to talk about it. Cause I mean, that's like what you can do. We try. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We
1: and uh, we well- talk about like all these issues. We've had a lot of like bisexual people come on so we can get into like. Sweet.
2: All- I'm sure people love, I'm sure listeners love that because it's like something that I realized when I first wrote this book was like, or like first announced that I was writing this book. Like people are like super hungry for this content because yeah. there was not a lot of stuff, even bisexual books don't always name it themselves as bisexual. Yeah. And I think that's because there's this shame associated with it. And I just like really, um, over that, uh, because yeah. it kept me from yeah. coming out for so long and, um, my partner and I talk a lot about representation and like what makes good bi representation. Um, and for me, I feel like they have to use the word bisexual it. For yeah. it to count. <laughs> yes. yeah. yeah, because and Stephanie Beatrice, who is like the, like, yes. m- most famous bi person that I am aware of. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, me too. Who, so, this makes it gospel, has <laughs> also said the same thing about Brooklyn Nine-Nine when that character, when uh, Rosa Diaz came out as bisexual. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I remember reading an article where Stephanie was like, we have to put, we have to use this word in the script. Yeah. Um, nice. Which is, like, such an awesome thing to have done, but is so true about bisexuality because you can't see fluidity. No. Uh, And the same is true with non-binary gender. Um, Like you can't tell if someone is non-binary. Like I I now identify as non-binary. Yeah. Um, But I try not to make like a big scene about it because I I have a lot of privilege uh, being able to use she, her pronouns. Yeah. Um, But I, it's, yeah. Like you would not know that like when someone calls me a woman now, I'm like, oh God, no. Yeah. And and I don't know when that switch happened. Cause for a while I like w- loved it. <laughs> like I yeah. was like, yes, I'm a woman, <laughs> uh, Spice Girls. Like yeah. I loved it. Um, and now it just like really like upsets me and it makes me feel like yeah. I'm failing at something. And um, I think that's just what gen- gender is just a
1: series of things that we all
2: fail at. Um, so that's, yeah.
1: I think it's important to name, especially in, like, movie shows, books, because then it reaches... Like, I'm reading a book right now, and it doesn't come out until January. I think it's called Love and Other Disasters, and it's a oh. romance book, and the two characters there's one who's a bisexual female character and the other one is a non-binary pansexual character and they use they them pronouns and then the other one uses she her pronouns and it's like so wonderful to read a romance book where like all of that's on the page they yeah. never like misgender the the why are you looking at me like that
0: um are you, you got a book like... that i did not <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you have. well uh, you won't read it because it's a digital copy um uh, yeah but oh, yeah. I, I
2: wouldn't do that if I was in a position of power like you are. <laughs> like, I would demand. I think, a I, think I applied art.
1: to get like a physical copy, but it was like, it's not out for another like seven months. So they might not have the print. Yeah. Um, oh, but Jen,
2: I so am excited. so when it comes to that. <laughs> I, I couldn't do it. Like, we stare at our screens too much as it is. Maybe pre pandemic, but like yeah. now.
1: I hate I, it. It's such a good story.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that's, but that's great though. That yeah. book sounds awesome. And I, I, That was one of the reasons I wrote the chapter about my my partner in the second person, um, like Mm -hmm. in the U tense, Mm -hmm. um, is because I had talked to a lot of bisexual people who were like, I... I identify as, like, I like men and women, but, like, I don't think I could see myself being attracted to a non-binary person. This is Ben. (laughs) Ben said this at one point. That's my Ben voice.
1: I I Um, mean, he's you, but I didn't mean it.
2: (laughs) He's, he's changed. He's changed. Uh, He, like, he has, like, a fiery text exchange that I want to take off with, with a non-binary person now. So, he's come full circle. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I'm, like, rooting for it. But, um, I, I had known a lot of people who had said that and been like, well, I've never met a non-binary person that I'm attracted to. So like, I can't put that in my sexuality. And so I wanted to like put people in those shoes yeah. of like, not necessarily of the shoes of where I was, where I wasn't like a gender genius, but yeah. I was like really attracted to this person and I wanted to like learn about their experience. Yeah, um, I liked that chapter. Um, okay. Well, <laughs>
0: I don't even Leading know. Leading us up to that. Do you have any queer books that you would recommend? Yeah. What are your favorite? Other
2: than your own, obviously. Um, other than my own. Um, <laughs> wow. That's still wild to say. Um, I am reading or listening to the new Sally Rooney, which is like, like the getting me horny on beautiful the Beautiful people, where are you? Is that what it is? Beautiful world, where are you? Beautiful world. Beautiful yeah. <laughs> Um, And it's like surprisingly queer i oh. like, didn't realize that um i mean i haven't gotten to anything that's like act like i haven't that's not that's not true i haven't gotten to any queer sex scenes i'll say okay. that but i am hoping that, <laughs> that there happens. are some um i will also recommend detransition baby which i hope that yes! every, yeah i hope
1: everybody's read it by this yeah. point it's so good it's, it's like amazing. i think it's, it's gonna be a, a tv show like oh yes optioned for like hbo Good.
2: um i feel like it's the gold standard of novels like Incredible. it's what i if i ever read a novel i want to like study detransition baby and like learn from tori peters um yep and uh another one that i keep forgetting to recommend but it's like truly one of my favorite books is um how to write an autobiographical novel by alexander Bye. chi mm-hmm. um that was a book i really like studied when writing this book and i was like i want my book to feel the same uh, mm-hmm. um, although it definitely doesn't <laughs> um because alexander chi is like the best writer uh but I, I, like, I, I was also studying a lot of the physical elements. Like I was like, I want French flaps and deckled edges, neither of which <laughs> my book has. And then I was like, I want my book to be 273 pages and use Adobe Caslon Pro as the font. <laughs> and the only milestone of those I hit is the, the font. Yeah. <laughs> so, I have the font, but, um, Yeah. Um, that's such an amazing book. And then in the dream house, these are all like, Oh, in the dream
1: house, I read like every few months. I love it. Yeah, same. It really like, oh my God, it really changed a
2: lot for me. Um, Especially like the way that that book talks about queer, how queer relationships especially between women have, uh, have been discounted like historically, um, in their capacity to like be meaningful enough or women's capacity to actually like invoke harm to other women. Like that Mm -hmm. blew my mind. Uh, the
1: way that book talks
2: about gaslighting blew my mind
1: yeah um, her essay like the dream house is queer villainy is like one i think about every day um which
2: which one is that i like should talk, know
1: she talks about like queer like villains and queer coding in like movies oh, and also yeah. how like we're allowed to be like messy bad people too we don't have to be like the model gay yeah. And I, I just think about that every day i wake up and i'm like yeah that one
2: yeah carmen maria machado said it so you're good um funny. yeah totally um Oh man, another one just like came to my, oh, uh, another one I quote throughout my book. I'm trying to give you recommend. I always recommend In the Dream House, but I like everyone at this point, hopefully knows, has read yeah. it. So <laughs> yeah. um, I really loved uh, Females by Andrea oh, I um that. It's like, it's from Verso Books. It's sort of a like manifesto. It's basically about, uh, or it, it borrows from Valerie Solaris this Scum Manifesto, mm-hmm. Valerie Solaris yeah. being the one who killed Andy Warhol.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but it's like a, a really radical like assessment of gender. Like it, it really changed my, it it expanded my perception of gender and sexuality and just like philosophy a lot. Right. Um, it's gotten a lot of like hot take feedback. Um Because if you don't know that the author is trans, like it it could seem like it's transphobic, but it's almost like a satire of itself in a way. It's really, it's just amazing. Interesting. I'm going to look that
1: up. Yeah. That
0: makes me, that makes me think of, um, Here For It, where he writes, what's his, oh, who wrote Here For It?
1: Our Eric Thomas.
0: Yeah. When he writes this satirical like letter about, um, about about black man and people think he's
1: white and yeah. so they like he puts it on the internet also, he published it in the paper and he yeah. was <laughs> talking about a black but he is a black man and then it was published in the paper and people he has like a white sounding name it's like whatever the r stands for is like ryan basically like ryan r. Okay. and then people read it and kept sending in this feedback like this is like, hate mail <laughs> oh no i'm a black man i was writing this as like a Satirical. Oh wow. Yeah. Wait, this sounds amazing. Um his book. book is so funny. Listen to it on audio if you haven't. It's called Here for It. And it's he writes about being a queer black man in America.
2: Okay. Amazing.
1: Very yes. Um, I would love but
0: that. That part. Like when I tell you I was driving to work and I was laughing so hard, I was crying. <laughs> because he's like, oh, I just thought it was really funny. And then I posted it. And then all of a sudden he starts getting like all this hate mail. Yeah. And he was like, I don't understand. Like, where is this coming from? And then it hits him that his name is like it's so like- wide. <laughs> oh my God.
1: Oh my God. That's God. like, yeah. Also okay. a great essay collection. But okay. Oh, wow. I'll definitely thank- read that. Thank you. Wait, we have to ask the last question. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. I always forget. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay.
0: Last question. Are you ready? We asked this for everyone. So. Okay. I'm ready. It can be big or small, it can be anything. But what's giving you life this week?
2: Oh wow. Oh my god. I just finished. My <laughs> partner and I just finished this fantastic show. It is like so good. I'm I'm like very shaken up from it. Um it's called Squid Game. Oh, I've heard Netflix. about that. Oh my watching. god. Everyone's I mean, talking about it. It's super Okay, good. I'm glad because I like need people to talk about it with. I'm like, but I mean, we really like like action and horror and it's like really dark. Um, yeah. And we also love Korean movies. And so it was just like the sweet spot. It was like a 10 hour Korean film. Um, I mean, it's a TV show, but, um, it's, yeah, I I thought it was excellent. I'm gonna
1: have to watch it. I have to yeah. like get it. I'm very much distracted when I watch TV, so I know if I have to read the subtitles, even though they're on all the time, like yeah, to focus. You can
2: kind of. There were times when I was on my phone, but because it's a, because it's a lot of action based, and you can like pick up on the plot. Or we would yeah. like take turns. Like my partner would look at the screen, but um, I love this. It was so stressful though. Like you just I've have heard. to. Yeah, I I was it's giving me literal life, and <laughs> even though it's kind of a show about death. Um, it's giving me literal life in that, like yeah. my heart is, was racing because right. of it. So. I'm going to watch I it know. now. I yeah. think I'm going to have to do it this weekend. I think, Oh my God, be me. careful though. Like take care of yourself. It <laughs> was
1: intense. It's intense. It's All right. super Good intense. To know. Maybe I'll watch it with someone. Yeah. I know. It's just I about to say,
0: if I watch this? Is this, are you giving me advice for <laughs> the really hot woman that I'm talking to right now? Like, uh, do I need to like slide this in and be like, come watch skit? skit? Yeah.
2: Wait. Yeah. That's perfect.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because you will be
2: hugging each other like immediately. Like it'll initiate physical contact. New data. Yeah.
1: Watch. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming, Jen. Thank you so much for having me. This was super fun. Um, Yay! Anytime. Tell our listeners where to find you on the internet.
2: Yes. Uh, So you can find me um, on Twitter, Instagram and tiktok um, because i'm plugging that now yeah. or i should be um, under the handle at generous with a j
0: mm-hmm.
2: um and you can find my book wherever books are sold i guess uh, yeah. and it's called greedy
1: yay yeah we'll link everything in the show notes but thank you we had so much fun yay yeah. thanks so much for having me i love this cheers All right, so- cheers queers.